Recorded live. You know, at the time of uh, recording. You're listening to the Hot Takeout Podcast, the only podcast with a 30 minutes or less guarantee, or it's free. And now your host, Chad Bradley. Can I take your order? So I'm just going to level with you. This is the longest I've stuck with any hobby that I'm not being paid to do. For example, I picked up reading a couple years ago. It didn't stick because, I mean, there weren't enough pictures and they were going to make a movie out of the book. And there's just no use reading a book if they're going to make a movie out of it later. That being said, thank you so much for listening to the Hot Takeout Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com forward slash Studio DNA. My guest this week is Jordan Phillips of Apollo LTD. He's based out of Nashville, and he's had some pretty interesting jobs. Later on in the podcast, going to play some games with him, check his knowledge on all things fast food, see how he stacks up to uh, all of my guests, the last one anyway. And also, incredibly interesting to find out what kids are doing with cheese puffs these days. That's all coming up in this podcast. Also, side note, this was recorded during the National Championship for College Football. Spoiler alert, neither of us were rooting for teams that were in it, so that's why we were okay making time with it. And the last thing I want to preface before I start the interview is he is in his home in Nashville, and I am nowhere close. It sounds like we're in the same room. Hashtag technology. You're the second interviewee on the Hot Takeout podcast. Right on. It's the second inaugural. Can it be a second inaugural? Yeah. The show can is it or is it just one? Because I'll have to check with my legal team. Let me. I'm going to write this yeah, down. Yeah, it, check it, with it my can wife. be whatever you want, man. It's your podcast. <laughs> you second can, inaugural. Yeah, I'm making can, it a thing. You can do what you want around here. Mom can't tell me what to do anymore. I don't live in her house. That's right. You're you're not a college football guy that I'm ruining your national championship <laughs> viewing, am I? No, you're not actually. Fortunately enough, I'm not really a college football guy. I'm an NFL guy. I'm a Falcons fan because I, I was born and raised in Atlanta, so I'm a I'm a pretty big Falcons fan, but. I'm not a college football guy. I'm a Michigan football fan. We've not seen anything close to a national championship in decades. I get it, man. I get it. I've got a good friend who's a Michigan football fan, too. Um, did you watch that thing? There's a series. It was like a documentary series on uh, Amazon Prime um, about Michigan football and Harbaugh and like everybody. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've, I've seen it come up on my Prime, but I've never actually clicked play Partly because I'm like, what could they tell me different? It's going to make me feel better about where they're going. <laughs> that you don't as a program. Know. Yeah, yeah. It's at least yeah. interesting. <laughs> you know, I kind of, you can just, it's it's a good, like, you know, you're killing some time at the end of the night, laying in bed or whatever, watching Netflix. It's, it's a good, it's good enough for that. You're actually the second person to tell me that I should watch that. So maybe it's just, um, maybe it's just a sign that I should just take the leap and, you know, and watch it. I know as, as if you need, uh, another, Netflix or Amazon Prime series to dive into, you know, it's like there aren't enough hours in the day anymore to get into everything. I've started so many and not a lot keep my attention anymore. I'm with you. They've got all those reminders on Netflix and Hulu. They're like, hey, do you want to continue watching? And I'm like, no, frankly, I don't. There's yeah, yeah. like one out of 10 shows is really good. I'm trying to think of the last series that we got like super hooked on. And it's it's been a minute and it's all good. But yeah, you kind of get desensitized. And I, I'm kind of over the whole like murder thing where everybody's, you know, everybody's <laughs> high, you know, I, or, or the good guy gone rogue thing where he's like a school teacher, but right. then starts dealing meth. You know, it all started with breaking bad, 
and then it was uh, <laughs> Bloodline, and then it was, you know, it's like every good guy, it's like the anti-hero thing. I'm like, okay, we've worn that storyline out, guys. Like, let's try to find, you know. So now I feel like all the documentary series that are popping up for me is like all the like, in like this guy's innocent, but but the state of Utah put him in jail for life, you know. And you're like, oh. I like those like making a murderer. I yeah. like those those crime dramas where I'm like every episode you're like he's he did it, he's guilty, and then the next one you're like there's no way he did it, yeah. there's no possible way, and the next one you're like give him the death penalty, cancel the show, and let's just be done. <laughs> I know. Okay, so what's your take on on making a murder? Did do you think he did it? Man, officially no, and like even more so. I hope n- no. Now that I've said that on a, on a podcast or like recorded <laughs> that other people are going to hear, and then like a decade from now when it comes out that yeah. he recorded everything on film. Can you believe that Chad thought he was innocent? <laughs> yeah, no. That's I, it, I man. That's it. Yeah. I'm gonna have no street cred. It's gone. You're not the only one. I, I'm, I'm with you. Before we do anything else, I need to find out if you are or have any food restrictions. Food restrictions. Are you allergic to peanuts? I, <laughs> food allergies. You don't do but, kale? No. I, 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 so I'm, I'm not allergic to any foods. I will say the only thing I don't love is mushrooms. That's it. Okay. I, and, and, and to be honest with you, I'm not even that firm. The older I get, the more open-minded I am towards mushrooms. It's all about how they're prepared. Like if they're super sauteed up, man, like in a, like a stir fry or, or, or in like a, a good Thai dish, you know, like in some, uh, like some masaman or something like I'm in, dude. Like I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. It's just like raw mushrooms I'm not really a fan of. Yeah, no, I, uh, we had veggie burgers which don't get me started on veggie burgers. Yeah. I have nothing against vegan-based foods, yep. but don't call it a burger if it's a vegetable sandwich. That's what it is. It's a vegetable sandwich, it's a not patty. a burger. At that if, point, it's just a patty. If you're calling it a burger, there should be, in fact, some beef somewhere. I'm with you. Maybe that's just a hot button. I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't go here. Um, but no, I'm with you. The, the, the uncooked mushroom, I can't do it, but like on a pizza, sure. Yeah. Uh, if it's sauteed, you bet. Yep. Lots of butter, better. Yep, I'm with you. So no food allergies. Uh, do you have any fast food experience in your long life? Have you worked in any fast food restaurants? You know, I've done a lot of things in my life, but somehow I have not ever waited tables or worked behind the register at a fast food restaurant. I don't know how I avoided it. Wow. I've, done a lot of other, I've done a lot of other really random stuff. Actually, probably more random stuff than that. But uh, yeah, somehow I think it was because I just like, I grew up doing manual labor. So I was just always like mm. outside working probably way harder than I needed to. I could have, you know, really just waited tables and not lost 30 pounds. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's similar to me. Like I, I grew up kind of doing like manual labor. My, both of my older brothers are like real, they're men's men. Like you think yeah. of like tough guys, they're in the trades and they, I respect them, but like 15, 16, 17, I did that for a bit. And then I found out that like, you can get paid for other stuff. And I was like, dude, I can sit down I, that's probably why I want to do a, a career of talking. Like, I'm just like, you're going to pay me to talk and express my opinion. <laughs> that's Deal. awesome. I've not been sunburned in like four years. Yeah, dude. I know. It's, it's a novelty. It really is. Honestly, I, I like it was good. I, so I, was, I landscaped for years. I worked in like warehouses and like wood manufacturing warehouses and uh, like school district warehouses. And then I landscaped for a long time, you know, out of high school and college and even a little bit after college when I was the struggling musician dude in a band. 
it's very formative to do manual labor because it gives you an appreciation for like earning money, you know? Cause like when it's labor, yeah. Yeah. you're like, Oh, I know how bad that hurt to make that like 50 bucks or whatever, you know, you feel it more when you go to spend it later and said, I'm like, I could voice a, well, you know, some Spotify promo for 50 bucks yeah, and I can go blow that tomorrow because I can get more for just sitting and talking. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's it. That's, That's it, it, man. I guess all of that to say, I don't appreciate money or earning it. That's well. This has been very therapeutic so far, dude. Yeah. What, let's just let's just keep div- diving in, man. <laughs> okay. When I was a, when I was a kid, you know what? Never mind. Let's let's move on. Um, <laughs> what uh, you what, what would you Damn. what would you say? Well, it almost got it almost got really real there. What would you say is like the most random job you've had? You, I mean, so landscaping, but maybe you said you've done some random stuff. What's the most random? I was a substitute teacher. That was not manual labor, but it might as well have been. I was a substitute teacher for like 12 (laughs) months in Metro Nashville schools. And that was like probably one of the weirdest experiences, probably one of the weirdest jobs, you know, because you're a substitute teacher. And like, I don't care what school, doesn't matter where, if you're a substitute teacher, it's like fair game, man. Like you're, you're just like fresh meat walking into a school. They're like, oh, he's a sub, like, oh, party, you know? So I was homeschooled, so I don't really completely understand or appreciate the substitute culture. I guess the comparative would be like my neighbor watching us while my mom went grocery shopping. Yeah. Where we're like, yeah, fair, fair, fair game. We can do what we have. We can have two cookies at lunch. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll put it to you this way. It's like 630 in the morning. I'm like, you know, and at the time I'm a musician. So I'm like, we're up all night anyway. And so I, I roll out of bed. And I, I, I go into this high school. I was substitute teaching at a high school. And I'm walking down the hall, and I'm like, my eyes are barely open. But I got my little badge on, you know, my little substitute teacher badge. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm walking around. I'm trying to find the classroom. And there's this kid leaning up against his locker. And I, it's like a, I'm, I'm not joking. He had a big, like, letter jacket like he was a football player. Um, and, he, and he was leaning up against the locker. And he had this giant economy size jumbo thing of cheese puffs. And he was just sitting there casually up against the lockers, just kind of like eating cheese puffs, you know. And I'm walking by him, minding my own business, looking for the classroom that I'm supposed to be in for the day. And he reaches his hand in that thing and gets a handful of cheese puffs. And he just throws them right in my face. (laughs) Hits me in the face (laughs) with these cheese puffs. (laughs) And it was like, it was, I was so tired and so disoriented. You know what I mean? I couldn't believe what just happened. And so I kind of stopped and I looked at him and I was like, it took me a minute to process like, dude, just hit you in the face with these cheese puffs. And I was like, are you kidding right. me? And so like an idiot, I just like start stomping around. Like I'm going to do something about it. You know, like I like went to the classroom. I was like, is this your homeroom? And he's like, nope. And I was like, walk to another classroom. I was like, is this your homeroom? And he's like, nope. I was like, dang it. <laughs> so I ended up just like leaving and not doing anything about it. I don't think there's anything more frustrating being in a situation that you're so irate over, but you know there's literally nothing you can do aside from like losing your mind, punching a, a kid that's underage, yeah. and then going to jail. Yeah. Like, like you said, you, you're like barking, you're, you're flexing a little bit. Yeah. This is not justice. And then yeah. you literally can't do anything about it. And you know it, and he knows it. Yep. But you're just loud. Yeah. You just feel foolish. And the administration, and, and you know, where I was, and like the kind of schools and stuff, they're like, hey, if a student gets up and like walks out of class, please don't write them up. 
we're inundated with problems. That's not a bad enough problem. So like if kids just get up and walk out, they just walk out and you're like, so I would just like make straight away. I would just make deals with them. I'd be like, look, let's just get, before I even do rule, let's just get one thing straight. You're trying to graduate and I'm trying not to get fired today. So y'all can get your phones out and do what you want. Just don't hurt each other and don't go running around the hallway. So I just, I just made deals, man. The art of the deal. <laughs> just trying to make deals with them. So I would baby steps to three fifteen. Yes. Needless to say, I didn't last very long. And obviously, that's before music really takes off for you. Are you? Yeah. Why don't you give me your backstory real fast? Like yeah. where, where did music start for you? How long? I mean, manual labor. You're not out like strumming the guitar while you're sodding the yard. You know, I. Moved to Nashville to go to college when I was 18. I, I, grew, I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. I was, it, it, well, in Marietta, Georgia, which is like a suburb. Um, and I realized very quickly that music, uh, if I was going to do this music thing, um, I needed to get the heck out of Atlanta. Like it just wasn't there at the time. Moved to Nashville, go to college. Really, all I wanted to do in college was be in a, in a rock band. Like that's all I've ever wanted to do is just like, be in a band and make music and tour and be in the studio. And that was it. So, uh, halfway through college, eventually started a band with some friends, uh, and that got us busy. And then that's ended up being the band that like kind of got our foot in the door, like in, in music and the music business and everything. But early on, it took probably, it probably took four years for us to actually all earn a living in that band, you know, like in college and then post-college for a few years, we were just working side jobs, you know. We were doing 180 shows. We were out on the road doing 150, 170, 180 shows a year uh, in a van in trailer, and then we'd come home for you know two or three days a week and just like work these side jobs, you know, like whether it be substitute teaching or landscaping. And we did that. That was kind of like my early 20s, um, and then thankfully, you know, the the band started to uh, pick up and and we could like it became our job, which was a blessing, but. Yeah, man. So like we did that for a little while and then we did that band for probably seven, eight years. So. Wow. Yeah. What style was that band? Was it, was it rock? Was it your yeah, kind of your, yeah. thing? Yeah. It's a rock and roll band, man. It was like, we, <clears throat> we all loved the Beatles um, and we really all loved like uh, Jeff Lynn and Electric Light Orchestra. We loved classic rock, but it wasn't like the st- like the typical classic rock. You know what I mean? It wasn't like. Right. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like I love uh, just about everything, but like we really loved kind of that like super melodic, lots of harmonies kind of stuff. So that was the vibe, man. We were a four piece rock and roll band. We all sang, did lots of harmonies and stuff like that. We were big into a band called Jellyfish, so we loved those dudes and. That was kind of our, that was our deal uh, until probably sure. t- 2013, 2014, when Adam and I, the guitar player in that band and myself, uh, we decided to leave and, and move on and do new things. And that's eventually what became Apollo LTD. You, you Justin Timberlake it and you're like, we're going to do our own thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was way less glamorous than Justin Timberlake. I can assure you that. <laughs> um, bands are, bands are a funny thing. They, it worked for us and we we're super fortunate to be in a band with our best friends and do it for a living. And then eventually you get to a point where you just feel it's like, it's a very specific set of guardrails that you're creating in, you know, and then you go, well, I don't know if I got another record in me. Let's start. I want to do something new, you know, and I'm not really a side project guy. 
I don't, I'm not the like, yeah. I, let's like put the band on hold. Now I'm going to go make a solo record. I wasn't, I, you know, I just thought, you know what? I like kind of putting all the chips out there and going, you know what? Like, let's start a new season of life and take some risks and see what happens. I mean, I, f- I feel like if you're going to stand out in rock, you really have to be good. Yeah. Not to knock it at all. I love rock. I love yeah. me a good, a good rock album. But like, you really have to somehow set yourself apart, whether it's vocally, lyrically, or just yep. everything is so clean. So I feel like you, you definitely have to find a way to set that up. I'm not a musician at all. I'm just a connoisseur. You're the connoisseur and, uh, of the musics. Yeah, I'm the Simon Cowell. Like, I don't have any <laughs> real talents. I yeah. just critique and nope, absolutely horrendous. And they're like, wait, wait, what do you, what do you do? You just know people? Okay. Um, so that's, that's me in a nutshell. So you were in the band with, with Adam. That was the, your old man. Do you mind if I ask you the name of that yeah. band? Can I? So that's I, a, the Kicks was the name of our the old Kicks. band. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to Google that. Google it. Yeah. You were in the band with, with Adam and then yes. you guys broke away to do your own Justin Timberlake thing. And someday you'll be selling out arenas, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> You've seen this story before on, you know. Behind the music. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Thank you for you know what's sad is that my, behind my the words. music is now like a really dated reference, <laughs> <laughs> but like guys like us probably remember when VH1 was a thing and there was a behind the music. But anyway, um, yeah, man, like we we when we ended the kicks, it was like we played our we did a we did one last show in Nashville. Uh, we came home and did like a farewell show where we like we bookmarked it. Like we weren't gonna just like fade away into oblivion. We were like, nope, we're gonna do like a, a last hurrah. And we got like six bands to open for us, like all of our friends that we'd played with over the years in Nashville, and like did a huge party. It was awesome. Um, and then that was it. And then like the, literally the next morning, Adam and I were like, cool. What are we gonna do? Uh, and I make it sound very <laughs> nonchalant, and we were terrified at the time, to be honest. It was one of those seasons in life where we just knew what we had to do. You just know that we're going to have to like step out in faith and take a risk and 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 hopefully there'd be some uh some direction in there and sure enough there was, but really it started with us writing songs. We wrote a bunch of songs, we just kept creating. Adam was out on the road with a a, a country artist actually playing guitar and then he'd come home and we would work. And then we started writing for our friends that were artists. And so he started writing songs for other people. And then that led to producing. And we ended up producing some of our friends' albums. And then producing just kept going. And we kept writing. And then eventually we kind of had this like batch of songs that a friend of ours at the time, who's now our manager, was like, hey, these kind of sound like a band. Are you guys going to do a band? And we thought, yeah, I mean, yeah. If you think, you know, we did, we it was all we we're still just kind of in the dark. For, you know what I mean? Like we're just kind of in the dark creating because yeah. you're you're really as when you're creating, you're really just waiting for those moments of inspiration, that lightning to strike, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is a thing. Now we have we've kind of uncovered this rock where there's a bunch of songs in here. So we do a lot now, um, more of like collaborative stuff with friends and right now we're pretty deep into the apollo ltd world you know where that the past uh six months has been us pretty busy with with the band which we're happy about obviously yeah but we enjoy we enjoy kind of the multifacetedness of doing a lot of things like i'm i'm actually i'm good there i i really enjoy being able to like jump into somebody else's world for a day and write a song for them or spend three weeks in the studio for somebody else's record and do that. 
and then come back with fresh ears to Apollo and then just spend two months writing and making records and making noise and tour doing our thing gives me energy. Where did that song come from? Where did gold come from? Gold is, it's funny. Uh, gold happened to us really quickly. That song came, we spent, sometimes you can spend months writing a song and sometimes in 45 minutes, it's like, you know, uh, this is a, uh, probably a little bit dramatic, but you feel like for a minute, like the heavens open up and boom, you have this song all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. And fortunately for us with with gold, it happened that way. We actually spent the day writing another song and we probably spent four hours on this other tune that no one will hear. Um, and then, <laughs> cause that's what happens when you write songs, you write, you write 20 bad ones and you write one killer one. And, uh, we kind of, I, I like had this little track and I thought, Hey, we got like 45 minutes until we were co-writing it with a buddy of ours, Paul, he's in LA. And I thought, Hey man, I've got this like track, just listen to it. Let me know. I, we can write it another day. And I played it for him, and he was like, well, let's just chip away at it right now and see what happens. And 45 minutes later, we had gold. Like, we had, we had, a, we had two verses, and we had the chorus. And it was really this kind of, like, providential moment, man, of just, we just kind of closed our eyes. And, and we, I knew that, the, the, so to answer your question, where did the song come from, it's just, a, it's, a, it's a song about, to me, it's a song about relationship. It's a song about hope in darkness it's a it's a song about standing in awe of goodness and 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 god's faithfulness to us uh, i think that like we we wanted to the song felt really big kind of to us like i i from the beginning like even when i was kind of noodling around with the track before we wrote on it i was like man this song just like has this like jumping off the edge of a cliff thing you know like let's what let's tap into some kind of emotional spiritual expression that represents that bigness that vastness of 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 uh, you know and and obviously for us like w we naturally fell into that in the spiritual realm you know so that's a a great parallel of when we when we're working so hard trying to make something happen yeah and then you stop trying or stop looking and then guys like oh now i'm going to give to you and you're like oh ah frustrated Oh, Why yeah. did I have to work for this? What you know? Mm -hmm. To go back to our conversation about manual labor versus right. talking and getting paid for it, you're yeah. like, I didn't really work for this. I don't really appreciate it, but you work so hard for it, and then it yeah. just kind of dropped in your lap. That's awesome. It's funny how that works. You know, it really is like God's hilarious because it's when you're it's when you're least expecting it, or yeah, it really is when you're uh, you're you're almost um, your expectations aren't there. And all of a sudden, God's like, now I can speak. Now I can work. <laughs> you know, it's like he's almost waiting for us to be done trying to plan and control, you know. And then it's like, okay, hey, guess what? Here's a, a job or a song or 
a wife or whatever. I don't know. Right, I'm going to sound super like well-read when I say this. I've been reading a book, which is right people on. that know me are like, what? You know how to read? That's amazing. Uh, but I've been reading this book about detours. And the, the big main gist of the, of the book is if you're on the highway and you get to a point where it's saying you have to take a detour, if you're like, no, this is my path, you're stuck there until the road is finished while the workers are working. Could take months, could take years, yeah. depending on which part of the country you live in. But when you're on the detour, you're still making progress and you're still getting to where you're going. Moments like that, God's got us on these detours that there's nothing wrong with them. They're not our plan, but we have to take them in order to get where we're going. And, uh, you know, the, the book's big thing is about Joseph and the way that, you know, nothing happened in his life the way it was supposed to happen. Mm. But when he got to the end, out through all, all of these detours, detours out of, after detours after detours, mm-hmm. he got to the end and he had the skills and the patience because he was a jerk kid. <laughs> he was yeah. a jerk kid when he was, you know, kid of, with me, coat of many colors. Yeah. He was just the punk little brother. And God's like, yep, I got I to gotta mold you into what you need to be in order to get you to who you need to be. And so mm-hmm. you hit the nail on the head, man. You, you, there's so much struggle you got to go to in order to get to where you need to be. In fact, I mean, you look at, and every it seems like every character in the Bible there, like their lives are detours like that. Yeah. In order for them to get to where they're going and who they need to be, it's all a detour. Dude, I, I totally agree with you. And I think that the funny thing is we're we're like confronted with two choices. With these when 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 we're when we come upon the, the detour, the proverbial detour, it's like we have two choices. Either uh we fight it. And we try to hold on to can what we think we control we have, and we end up making life really difficult for ourselves, or we relent and trust. It's like it forces us to just be present in the moment and learn to like cherish the moment and go, I'm here, and it's obvious that I'm here for a reason. So like, God, do what you're going to do. Like I, I, I had I planned all this out, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been right here. But I didn't plan it and now I am. So if you're if you are who you say you are, then I have to be here for a reason. That's kind of our whole ascent to the path that we're on right now in our musical career. I mean, to tie it into the band, I, I mean like we were in a rock and roll band for a long time, and then we started this band and Apollo kind of we're and like we just make music and we're, we're believers. And so we've always created art from a place that is our life and our faith. Um, and you know, the old, I don't know if you've heard this, but like in Nashville, they always say this all the time, but like as believers, we, we, we don't always have to write about the light. We write what we see because of the light, you know? And that's been very much a motto of ours that I, I, we love so much art. And so anyway, we were creating and writing and then all of a sudden we were signed to this label and they came to us and they said, Hey, look guys, like we really think that this song will resonate with other believers. Is this something that you guys are cool? Like if we, if we, you know, kind of open this up to which that was like never on our radar, not for any good reason. Not I honestly, like we just did never, we we're like, Adam and I kind of looked at each other like, Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if you think that they'll love, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. You know? Um, and that was us, honestly. You just, believe in me? That's yeah. Awesome. Well, it was like, we just, you know, we had been on the road with a bunch of more general market, like mainstream acts and pop acts and rock bands and stuff. And so like, that was just at the time, like the world and, that we were in and, and the, the sphere that we were kind of floating around in. And, 
And then it was like, well, it makes sense because for us as Christian dudes, we've like, we have always written stuff that was about love and life and that, you know, and that's just kind of what we do. And so it, it's in, in hindsight, it doesn't surprise me that like, you know, here we are with gold and, and, and some of our other songs and it's, and it's resonating and we're really grateful for that, but we just never saw that coming. That was a detour for us. And so we're kind of right in the, in the midst of a detour in a really good way. What I, what I love about that is, you know, they say that sometimes the destination is the journey and that is so hard for somebody like me to see. Yeah. It's like, I've got to, I've got to achieve this. I have to have the 50 inch 4k tv yeah in order and and like any time between now and then is just me getting there and i don't care what happens i have to get there uh, sometimes i feel like i have to have the thing and not enjoy where i'm at i've got little mm-hmm. kids yeah you know i've got a, a six-year-old a, a four-year-old and a two-year-old oh wow and the 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 more time is flying by with them like the more i realize that i'm i'm working for retirement i'm working to be successful i realize that like the detours of my life i'm allowing to make me forget and miss these moments of their life and this part of the ride that i'm not enjoying it even though it's enjoyable i'm not making memories and so like it's just a great reminder to stop and be like okay okay this is part of the ride (laughs) the amount of time that we spend regretting our past and worrying about our future pales in comparison to the amount of time that most of us spend being present and grateful for the moment that we're in now, you know, like the now is happening, you know, and that's hard to see. And I'm, I'm with you, man. I I mean, I think it's, it's probably, um, it's a challenge for us all. So I'm going to transition. It's going to be like a hard shift here. Yeah, dude. Hard shift from the conversation that we were having. Soda pop quiz. Man, this just feels, I shouldn't, I, I feel guilty even moving away from our conversation. Um, <laughs> Dude, it's all good. We're going from, we're going from, uh, you know, providential, uh, you know, God's providential wisdom to, you know, we'll talk about soda. It's all good. Well, it's not even soda. It's, it's, it's fast food. Uh, so here, here, it's getting, it's getting worse. It's going to get so worse. So I want you to try to name, and if you, if you can do this correctly, you'll get a thousand points Okay. that you can add up later. Okay. Uh, no one's ever gotten a thousand points on this podcast before. Uh, but try to name at least one of the best five selling fast foods of 2018. If you can name one of them, you'll get a thousand points. Top five selling fast foods of 2018. Yeah, fast food items. Oh, the fast- best fast food selling items. Okay. Of 2018. One of them's probably a dead giveaway. Real quick though, are we talking like? Do I need to also say like the the name of the restaurant? Great question. It's an item from a restaurant, and they're all national chains. Okay, so something you could get in almost any major city. It's an item from one of those fast food restaurants. I'm gonna say French fries, right? Yeah. Can you name okay. the restaurant that that's from? Oh, because that's the yeah. number one on the list. Yeah, like French fries, definitely number one oh, on the list. You have the best French fries, though. I mean. Okay, so don't think best. Just think. Oh, think McDonald's French most fries. Excess- <laughs> McDonald's French fries, right? Yep, that's 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 number one on the list. Okay, thousand points to you, sir. Boom. If you can name another item off of that list, okay, that'll be another thousand points. All right, and I'm, I'll be really impressed. I'm I'm gonna go with. Oh, uh, I, uh, I don't know if they're big enough. I don't know. I don't know if, but like a Chick Fil A sandwich. I mean, come on. It's probably not big okay, enough. Okay, so Chick-fil-A is on the list, 
but not that item, which is surprising. The waffle not, fries? It's not the Chick-fil-A sandwich. It's their nuggets. And I know I gave that away. What? But I just felt like we were going to... I know. Of all the things from Chick-fil-A, I'm talking like they're that lemonade frothy milkshake drink thing. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. It's like liquid magic. Yeah. Um, I would buy that way more than, than their nuggets. Their yeah. nuggets, I mean... Put it on a sandwich. All right. So what about like an In-N-Out cheeseburger? In-N-Out is not on the list. Yeah. So the, I'll just break it down here. Here's, okay. here's what it is. McDonald's fries, number one. And the next one is so surprising. I couldn't believe it. It's Subway turkey sandwich. Apparently that was one of the top five best-selling items of last year. <laughs> Weird. I didn't see And that then coming. number three, I, I know. Uh, the number three was to the Chick-fil-A nuggets. And then number four was the Burger King Whopper which is really surprising. It's an okay burger, but... And then Taco Bell nacho fries. That was number five. The Taco Bell nacho fries, I would I would have no idea. But the, the BK Whopper, I I actually almost said BK Whopper. I almost went for it, but... Yeah, I, I feel like that stand... I, think, I feel like the BK Whopper stands out over, like, the Big Mac. I don't do the Big Mac sauce. I've never been okay with whatever nah. is on there. I feel like it's unchristian. I don't know. Yeah. I just can't. Dude, if I can't I'm, do it. If I'm doing a burger, man, I'm doing like the real deal. And uh, the, the 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 Big Mac is like, man. But have you had Five Guys? Have you ever heard of Five Guys Burgers? I have, and I'm with you. It, that uh, Five Guys Burgers and Fries feels yep. like you're in the backyard with your dad. Yep. July, it's hot out. He just cooks some burgers, and they have killer fries. Like it's my all jam, of the fries. Dude. Yep, hundred percent. That's like if you were like best bur- like. Adam, every time we go out west, he's got to do in and out. And I like, I don't, I don't, I'm not on the in and out hype train. I don't, I like, I'm like, I'd rather have five guys all day long. I've done the in and out thing. What is it about, and this is going to sound bad. Um, On the very first episode, I talk about how I'm not a big fan of the Beatles only because, like, listening back, they sound blah. Uh, But I was educated during that conversation that it only sounds blah because. Compared to what we have now, of course it's blah because we've got yeah so much and you know our depth of but then it was amazing. So I feel like I feel like an In and Out Burger is like that. It was probably mind blowing, kind of like a, a McDonald's. At some point, there was probably someone that was like, "Oh, you got to have McDonald's. You've never had McDonald's. Oh, wait till they come. You will love McDonald's." And now it's like I only eat McDonald's because it's convenient, not because it's good or yeah. compelling. Yeah, it's just convenient. It's there. Yeah. I'm sure there's some spiritual connection that I could make there, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I don't know what um, that would be. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. I mean, we, there's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. Uh, so you guys, uh, you guys posted on December 31st on your Facebook, uh, yeah. something along the lines of last year was a year of renewal, a year of challenges, a year of blood, sweat, and tears, of a year of profound joy, of, of peaks and valleys and a year in which you guys understood that life is lived in between those highs and lows as well. Was there like, what, what was maybe what was a high point of last year for you? Gold was a huge excitement for us, you know, going to Christian radio and it, and it doing well and growing there and connecting with uh, a new audience. And uh, that, that was exciting. I found out that we were going to have a baby in 2018. We, the babies do in uh, a, a month and a half. So we've got a little bit of time left, but congratulations. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, you know, let me just let me stop you there real yeah, fast. Yeah, go ahead. On on that point, what a baby will do to your life, uh, it will ruin your life in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah, and I say sense. that because you have plans as a person to get sleep mm-hmm. and like 
you know, be rested. I'm, I mean, I've, I've got a six-year-old, almost six-year-old, and I don't remember the last time I slept well. I remember like, oh, I got more sleep than I did usually last night. Like, I got a solid six hours. And yeah. before before kids, it was like, I slept 12 hours. I need a few more minutes of, of sleep. But the joy and, like, the excitement that I get out of watching my, my two-and-a-half-year-old drive uh, Hot Wheels down the stairs. Yeah. Like, we built this track over Christmas. Dude, there's nothing, there's nothing better. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I could win a million dollars and like it would still be pretty cool that we did that with the cars but like also a million dollars goes a long way yeah. um anyway <clears throat> I th- that buys a lot of diapers it does it buys so a congratulations lot of there yep so uh can but yeah continue sorry i know man <laughs> I, like honestly that's what everybody said and, and this is our first kid so uh, we're just kind of like uh, every single one of our friends um i i, I I'm, I'm half joking and and not joking at the same time i mean None of our friends regret it. They all say the same thing that you said. So we're we're obviously like jumping into this, and there's a lot of us that's like, oh my gosh, you know, you're never really the you're never really <laughs> ready. Is 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 I would I would attest to that being true. But we're excited. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, 2018 for us, the highs and lows are just a part of life. You know, I mean, yeah. we're but. The shows and, and, you know, we've got a new team of people that we're working with. And, you know, for us, gold, the new music is that's that's high points, man. The temptation as a, a musician and an artist in, in the music industry is to blow up expectations. And then slowly over time, um, through grace and mercy and providence and the infinite wisdom of God and our creator, he has shown us time and time again that if we focus on the little things and we focus on the little victories that it, and, and be grateful for another day that we get to create for a living, you know, and another day that I get to spend with my wife and another day that Adam gets to run around in his backyard with his dogs and, you know, we, he lives literally, I could throw a football and hit his house where he, his, him and his wife live. Um, you know, it's like, we've spent a lot of time learning to just be grateful in those about, for those things, those simple things. And then that gives us a much greater capacity to be on the phone on a Monday night, hanging out with you and talking. And it's (laughs) like, it's all, I don't know. You know what I mean? Not to go back to what we were talking about, but it's very, it's all very similar. Like that, that whole, uh, post that you read, like that, that's a, that's been our life, man. Like that's that's what's going on for sure. And I I think it's super easy to think of the low points as all there is, or like defining moments of your life. That's another thing that I've I've held on to, where it's like, oh, this is this low point is the sum of me. Yeah, I couldn't ever be better than this. And uh, you know, the, the older I get, the more I I embrace that. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about how every morning God's mercies are new for us, and I truly believe that it's not. If we'll need those, it's because we're going to need those, mm-hmm. that his mercies are new. It's not like a, just in case, it's not, it's not life insurance. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's something that is going to happen. We're going to need his mercies every day for, for our imperfection. So, yeah, I'll probably butcher this. Um, but I, I, I read somewhere that it takes like at least 15 seconds to think about and ponder one good experience for it to have the same 
sort of like implantation in your brain as one negative experience has on your brain and psyche right away. So you could have a million good things go right in a day and not think about them and then have that one bad email at the end of your day that just like trashes your night. You know what I mean? And so yeah, it's. It, I just thought that was interesting that it, it takes like 15 seconds of thinking about like being like, hey, this happened today and I'm really grateful that that happened. And that was a good thing for that. You have to like think about that for 15 seconds in order for it to have the same impact on you that one bad experience has on you right away. It's just so easy to hold on to the bad stuff and to not even realize the good stuff. On the way up is super awesome. Did it take you forty minutes to write that one? <laughs> no, that did not take me forty <laughs> minutes. Um, actually, to Adam's credit, um, uh, Adam just came into the studio one day and was like, "Hey, I got a chorus," and and he had built a little bit of a track. He well, basically came in and just played it for me, and it was it was the I'm on the way, I'm on the way, I'm on the way up. And and kind of had it was a little bit different, but I heard it and I was like, I love it. And then he was like, But I have to go. <laughs> He's like, I gotta go. He had to leave for <laughs> for some reason. He had to go. And I was like, Well, then go. And I'm 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 gonna sit with this and I'm gonna make this one of our. I'm gonna make this work with our stuff, you know. So I got my hands on it for a couple hours, and then he came back, and then he got his hands on it, and then we finished the song together. Yeah, but yeah, he he kind of just walked in with essentially that chorus and i was like uh yeah let's write this so <laughs> it 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 that song just kind of turned into uh look i i've been married 8 years to a, a a woman that i met when i was 17 years old and she is nothing short of a saint and is kind and sweet and has been patient and has been nothing but supportive of me and my journey uh professionally and creatively. Um, and Adam has been married for six years and his wife is the same way. And so it very quickly turned into a song f- uh, for our wives. It was, it's, it's, uh, it's yeah. a, it's a hundred percent for us. Just uh, it's dedicated to our wives, man. Cause I can tell you, we wouldn't be where we are if, if we didn't have them, rooting for us and pushing us and encouraging us so and you wouldn't want to be like if there's if there's not like you know a a same mindedness with that it's it's miserable if you're not on the same page or at least willing to like understand that's one one thing you know i'll i'll take your lead and brag on my wife for a minute she's i mean a career of of radio broadcast and podcast like Mm -hmm. i've gone all over all over the country like we've moved uh six times in four years with three children. My, my oldest daughter's lived in three states. She's wow. five and a half. And 
to brag on her and her ability to go, I'm with you, I'm on your side, is like literally the most humbling thing. So I do, I, I completely get um, the the gratitude that you guys feel for your wives because if if she's not in my corner, I don't I don't want to do what I'm doing. Right. That's for sure. Hard shift. Hold the beef. Hold the beef. In this segment, you have 30 seconds to name as many non-burger-based fast food restaurants. So you can't say Burger King. You can't say McDonald's. Smash Burger, it's out. It can't be a burger restaurant. It's got to be a fast food restaurant that's a non-burger restaurant. So as as many as you can in 30 seconds and go. Zaxby's, Chick-fil-A, Jimmy John's, um, Jersey Mike's, Subway, Taco Bell, uh, uh, t- uh, there's that other taco place in LA. Um, uh, hold on, hold the phone. Did I say Zaxby's? I already said Zaxby's. Dang it. Um, thinking, thinking, um, <laughs> this is harder than I thought it would be. Uh, <laughs> Panera. Is that a fat? That's not fast food. Um, I, I'm I'm totally just dropping the ball here. So God. so Panera Panera. I I looked up a list of fast food like national fast food restaurant chains. Panera is on the list, so I'll let you you move oh. on from there. That is okay. That is one. How, how that 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 was a horrible display of showmanship and and fortitude mm-hmm. in the fast food world. But how did that hold up compared oh. to everyone else that's been on your show? Well, so far, I'll, I'll just I mean I'll tabulate. And I'll say a number at some point. I'll count those up. I think I think you got like seven or something like oh. that. Um, but you're at the top. You're definitely at the top of the list. You like you take that the top because I didn't do this on the last podcast. So you are currently on the top. Uh, you're a record holder. So congratulations. I'm I'm suspicious that you're just trying to make me feel good. But I'll take I'll I'm take just the top. You, <laughs> I'll take the top. No man. one else has done it before, so hey, it's man. just by default. Hey, man, I'll take it. Cookout was one. Del Taco, Dunkin' Donuts. Del Taco? Like, there's a bunch on here that I'm not completely sure. Del Taco was what I was thinking of. Yeah, Penn Station, Panda Express, Noodles and Company. Oh. There's some that I'm like, I'm not really sure that's considered fast food. Like Penn Station, there's not typically a drive-thru. I, I feel like fast food has to have yeah. a drive-thru. But again, they're not waiting on you. I don't know. I'm going to have to go to the judges on this one. Yeah, I think most of the ones you said, we'll just count them and we'll move on. Well, there's just so many places that have hamburgers. Yeah, and that's the thing that's that's tough. You immediately think of like the burger, the beef places, and they're mm-hmm. just so many of them. That's why that's why hold the beef is not as easy as you think. Yep. Well played, sir. <laughs> uh so what's your what's your go to road meal when you guys are out on the road? What do you uh what do you eat that makes you happy? Your happy meal. Straight away, everywhere we go, I've been touring long enough to know in any direction I go out of Nashville. I know where the next Chick-fil-A, Panera, or Starbucks is. Like, that's like, we, we're, see, we're kind of like the goons in the world that like look for the salads and stuff. I know, I know, I know. Because after (laughs) you've spent, like, we've spent so many hours and days and months out on the road that after a while you're like, if I, if I like do a burger every day, you know, or whatever, like you just learn to like hack the system and get like decently healthy meals out of the fast food world. And that's Chick-fil-A, Panera, maybe Chipotle, which I didn't mention. Chipotle's clutch. And Starbucks because caffeine. So I mean, like I you could right. like I can like literally tell you where a Starbucks is everywhere in the southeast. <laughs> that's close to a highway. 
because I've probably been there. That's quite the skill, and I feel like someday that might come in handy for you on a game show where they're like, where's the Starbucks? You're like, before they get the words out of their mouth, and you're like, at the corner of 151st and Maine. You're like, oh, yeah, yep. that's, that's yep. accurate. There's a Chick-fil-A in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and you do not hit another Chick-fil-A until like Dalton, Georgia, if you're going to Atlanta from Nashville. It's just the way it is. You, but you got to know. Do you feel like there's a missed opportunity for Chick-fil-A? Like, just do it already. I know. Just put one there. I put know. one in the middle. Put one right next to my house. Make it easy. I got a corner that is great for Chick-fil-A, but somebody's missing the ball. Better yet, can you make it a way that I can microwave it so I can get it on Sunday? Is there a way to do that? <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I respect it. I respect it. But Sunday seems to be the only day I really, really have to have it. Dude, so. you're telling me. Well, because we play shows on Saturdays. Like, that's like your, like, the one day of the week that you know you're going to be, like, playing a show. So you get up Sunday and try to head home so that you can, like, get uh-huh. home to your family uh-huh. and stuff. And what do you want? Preach. You want you want Chick-fil-A. And you can't have it. Hot and ready. What is something that is new right now musically that you like and that you're listening to? What's your, what's your go-to song right now? That's not Apollo LTD. Okay. That's not, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be Christian. Doesn't have to be mainstream. What, but what's your like go-to? You're like, okay, I'm going to listen to something. I'm going to listen to this. Dude, I'm going to, I'm going to take this to the next level here. And I'm just going to, I'm going to pull up my, my Spotify. Uh, ding. Sponsor. I thought you were going to say it's, the Chick-fil-A instrumentals. And I was going to be like, all right, that's... <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Chick-fil-A uh, circa 2001 uh, elevator music of worship. Yeah. That, Dude, I, hearing I Can Only Imagine that way, mind-blowing. And it's like a guitar. Anyway. Yep. Um, so I pull up <laughs> Spotify, and the first person the first artist on my recently played is this guy named uh donovan woods i don't know if you've ever heard of him but he's a canadian songwriter dude um and it's actually it's it's out of left field for me it's kind of folky like americana-y but it's not like super country twangy it's just really really good it's like more singer songwriter um he's got a song called uh uh leaving nashville um, he's also got a song called Good Lover, um, and it'll work itself out. That's just incredible. He's got some really cool music. So there, there, that's a random one that I was just listening to today. <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. Cause I like the, not everybody's listening to, not that it's like super hipster. Like you, you just wouldn't even know, like it's yeah. so secret. Nobody even, yeah. nobody even knows. <clears throat> I just like good music. So if it's good, it's good. Best reheated. What old artist do you listen to that you're like, yep, still good? To be honest, that is a re- that is a much more difficult question to answer because I I'm <laughs> I just I I love so much stuff from almost every decade of <laughs> popular music. Okay, I'll answer I'll answer your question this way. What is like the most recent like older actor artist that you've listened to on Spotify? And I, I'm doing this on the spot, and I promise you, I'm not making. I um, listened to. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. It was the. It was. I know you just talked about the Beatles, but uh, it's the Beatles. Um, they re-released the White Album, and it's like remixed and remastered, and they got a bunch of demos and stuff on there. And I nerd out to that stuff. Like I, I nerd out hardcore to 
you know, and I, and I like it's it's probably the Beatles White Album that I, I was just listening to most recently. But we could like talk go by decade, and we could probably talk for hours about great music in there. Uh, it's really a rabbit trail that I, I will never see. So I, I feel like I feel like at some point when, when we're near each other, we should we should do that and uh, and talk yeah. music because I was ho- I, I've I've alluded to the fact that I was homeschooled. I missed decades of great music like i just didn't know what i was missing totally just there just wasn't a way for me to get to know that so this was before i think uh kazaa and uh what was i mesh or something like that was the last place mm-hmm. was the place of my music discovery when i was illegally downloading i shouldn't even say that out loud um, <laughs> that's coming. how i discovered they're gonna music. come for you <laughs> circa 2002 yeah so I had so much catching up to do. And even now, like people will say stuff and I have to play along. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite albums from them. Yeah. You know, I, I was, I did not grow up in a musical family at all. Okay. So like my dad's an ordained minister. He's not a pastor of a church, but he started a, a, a ministry in downtown Atlanta 30 years ago. But for some reason, my, my folks, not musicians at all. My dad listened to the Eagles and the Beatles and Doobie Brothers and lots of like looking back, like pretty good stuff. So that's kind of actually how I discovered music was through him in the car with him, listening to those, you know, Elton John and um, Jackson Brown and, you know, all that stuff. So that's like how I discovered music. So that's kind of like the baseline for me. Like Paul McCartney through and through is like, the fundamental, most foundational melodist that I think I ever consumed on any significant level. I've got so much homework to do. I'll delete this out of the podcast because, dude. I'm, but I'm, I, I'm in though. If you wanna, if you wanna just like call me and we'll nerd out for twelve <laughs> straight hours, we'll do I'll it. I'll just man. take notes. I'll be like, tell me who. Say you were gonna pick five from uh, the '80s. Who should I listen to? Well, you know, when the band was out with Bob Dylan in 1968, they played the Fillmore and they had did a live album. No, I'm just kidding. What is something that you can no longer eat? It got you good on the road or wherever. You're just like, yep, nope, I can't ever do that again. I can't eat it because I had a bad experience, or just in general. Uh, like, maybe that's it. Maybe that's maybe that's not it. Maybe you just yeah, you just uh, for me. For, I'll just say this. Yeah. I don't do fish, like anything that oh. looks like if a cow walks through a puddle, I'm not going to eat it because I don't like, it's just too yeah. fishy. I don't do fish, anything, fish, seafood, nothing. Really? Do it. Do oh it. man, I'm so no. into fish. Just I not know. fast food fish. If it's fast food fish, forget it. Um, what do I not do? What would I not touch on the road traveling? Um, I do not care for fast food, Chinese food. Won't do it. Okay. I just... So I can do Panda Express all day, every day. There's no problem for me. It's salty and it's delicious sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's just like the physiology of it all doesn't agree with me. Put it that way. <laughs> right, right, right. right. How, about, how, about that? Right. how about that for candor? I, no, I'm, <clears throat> I'm you know, sponsored by Pepto, so this is the perfect... Yeah, respect. I'm kidding. It's what I like about you. You're a straight shooter. Leftovers. Is there anything that the world needs to know about Apollo LTD? Album release dates, uh, you know, any kind of last minute stuff that you're like, oh, you can follow us here. You can do this. You can do that. 
What, what is something you want them to know? You can go to Instagram and look us up on Apolograms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Prime. However you consume music is fine. We're on all of those platforms. New music coming. We were lots of shows this year. Uh, records coming out early spring. We don't have an official date yet, but there's a record coming out in the early spring, but a lot more music. So we're, we're excited, man. Early spring 2019, because I feel like that's an important distinction. To yes, make. absolutely. Early spring 2019. Okay. So the next couple months. 2023. Yeah. <laughs> New record 2025. <laughs> It's coming out. You yeah. know there's bands that have done that, though. They're, they're like, we've oh, got yeah. a new record coming out. It's going to be out in the fall. Mm-hmm. And they never say when. And then it's like four years later, you're like, oh, I forgot you were a thing. Yep. Thank you so much for joining me. Stellar conversation. Challenging, funny, informative, educational. You, you've made me a bigger fan of Apollo LTD through it. And I'm not saying that in a, in a sarcastic, funny way. I truly mean that, like knowing who you are and, and what you bring to the table, dude. Like, I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of what you guys do already, so... Yeah, happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. You can follow the Hot Takeout Podcast on social media, HTO Podcast, at HTO Podcast on Twitter. Search Hot Takeout Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And it would also be really cool if you subscribed on your favorite podcast platform and then also rated, voted, and commented at those places as well. And keep an eye out for the Extra Value episode where Jordan Phillips has to answer your questions. If you didn't get a chance to ask him a question, find us on Facebook. The phone number is there, and you can leave a message for the next artist and or make suggestions of who you want to hear. And then last thing, if you would do me a favor, just tell somebody else about this podcast, that'd be nifty. Now I just feel like I'm wasting your time. <laughs>